Welcome to Their Very Best, the podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And I'm Bill Noto. Thanks for joining us for wild, unsolicited opinions about traffic. Waldron, I'm so excited to talk about traffic. We've been threatening it for a long time, haven't we? I feel like, is this emotional for you? Are you okay? Do you, how do you feel? I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to be doing Traffic because Traffic is one of my like big bands that I used to love and still do love. If you asked me and others in my little band that I was in when I was a kid, and you asked us, hey, what's your music like? We would not have said Pink Floyd. We would have said Traffic, even though when we would be recognized in the 7-Eleven in the little suburban hometown, they'd be like, you guys are in that Pink Floyd band, aren't you? Oh. Because we played a couple of Pink Floyd covers. <laughs> but we'd have, been, we'd have been like, well, we're really more of a traffic. Did you see the movie Almost Famous? Yes. Does this band remind you of those guys? No, not really. I mean, I know they're kind of like an amalgamation of like all the 60s you know right i don't think they do you know what here's here's maybe we should get started billy let's do it let's do it let me set it up it's a tour with and you've been clear that you've got thoughts and you've got comments and so we'll make plenty of room for your comments but let's get started with something okay fantastic and since it's a tour and i love to go chronologically sometimes i'm not going to spend any time on stuff that isn't their very best but if you start with mr fantasy and play Dear Mr. Fantasy, Yep, we can have a little discussion. And I don't think that they're still water from Almost Famous. I think of these guys as being sort of and, and I don't know, I'm kind of going out on a limb here, but I feel like they're sort of the dead from England, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting take. I like it. I've got a playlist, Billy, called Maximum Hippie. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it features almost exclusively American bands, uh-huh. uh, with one exception. In Maximum Hippie, yeah. I feel like this era of traffic wouldn't be out of place. By the way, notice the rhythm just got a little quarter notey. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Just for this little this little part. These are the things I pay attention to. And then it's back to a backbeat. Nice. <laughs> Harmonica, true harmonica, not harp. Sort of, sort of harpy. Mm. Maximum Hippie has a uh, arc to it that starts with flower people and everything's happy and then goes to like <laughs> darkness, kind of the way the hippie movement did. But like this stuff would work in that. Yeah. Interesting. Now, I know you've got your own list because I, I saw that you have it. I didn't look at it because I'm not a cheater. <laughs> but I, is it on your list? 
It's actually on. I have a list of eight tracks. This is the fourth one. Okay, good. <laughs> but you know, it's so funny to have you compare, like, mention the Grateful Dead because um, here's a quiz. Do you know where Traffic shows up on the top ten jam band list from Rolling Stone? I wouldn't have expected it to show up in the in the jam band list at all. Well. You're you're right. You know our age old our age old question friends were talking about jam bands recently, and yeah. I don't think they mentioned Traffic. Maybe I missed it. They didn't. They didn't. But as I was listening to some of these tunes, I'm I'm feeling like there's some serious jam band elements here. Maybe that term wasn't around when they were around, but they definitely jam. Producer of this album was Jimmy Miller. Do you remember the <laughs> producer of Let of um, Let It Bleed? He's the producer of Let It Bleed, and he's the guy that played those drums that you liked on Candle oh, Was yeah. Get What You Want. Oh, that's great. Now he was also the producer of the Spencer Davis group. <laughs> and that's clearly where he met Steve Winwood, who founded that band when he was 14 years old. 14, dude. The age of our children. Our sons. He's a he's a talent. So a little bit of a prodigy. Steve Winwood got some flack, and I think for good reason for his sort of his later period stuff um, from Tim when we were talking about Steve Winwood before. And I get that, but like Steve Winwood is a great keyboard player and um, good songwriter, and I don't think he's much of a lyricist. And we can talk about that in a minute. But hold on, I got something to say. I got to interrupt you. You notice what just happened to the rhythm of the song? It's back in quarter note stomp land. <laughs> and it's like it's like double time. Just for the coda. It's crazy. It's actually interesting because you're mentioning this producer who played the drums on You Can't Always Get What You Want. And that's what happens in You Can't Always Get What You Want. Yeah. Interesting. All right. What's next? So... Next for Traffic was the album Traffic, Mm -hmm. eponymous, in 1968. Mm -hmm. And I could talk about that, but I want to kind of get into the next era, if I can, and go straight to the album John Barleycorn Must Die in 1970. Oh, so we're going to skip the album Traffic. We're going to skip that for now. Okay. I know that you're probably a fan of um, Feeling All Right, which is on that album. And which we can listen to. It's on my list. Okay, well, let's, we'll have uh, Your Revenge later and you can bring that song up. Yeah. Could you play um, the song Glad, the first track on John Barleycorn Must Die, 1970? I can, and I'm pleased to tell you it's on my list. Great. This is a great one, man. this for Beast earlier today. Did she like it? She loved it. Beast has taste. No doubt. Walter, this is the moment you've been, you've been looking forward to podcasting about Glad for like 15 years. This is your chance. Actually, I think probably you have more to say about this than I do. I mean, my... I think that this album is like the Traffic Superfans' favorite album. So if we like post on the Traffic subreddit... <laughs> I don't feel like we're going to get flack for not giving John we'll Barleycorn Must Die its, its moment. We'll find out. 
if you're like super into traffic, I mean, like there's no lyrics here. Yeah. It's, you've got the sax. Yeah, tenor sax and perhaps a flute. Chris Wood on the sax. And you've got the percussion. I'm hearing the organ and I'm hearing piano. I wonder if they're both Steve Winwood, probably. Uh huh. And then there's like a little vocal, like a vocoder thing happening here or something. It's actually a wah-wah pedal. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I assume it is. It sounds very much like it's a wah-wah pedal. And that's a, like, effects on your saxophone is a huge, you know, part of um, ah. Chris Wood's way of playing. Okay. It's interesting. The quality of the recordings is kind of eh. Do you think? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about Dear Mr. Fantasy and how that was recorded in the Sgt. Pepper's and Let It Bleed era. And I think it's 1970, dude. That's still pretty early on. Yeah. To me, this, this really feels like a jam, what's happening right now. I mean, there's like various people doing various solos. This is one of the songs where I was like, jam band. Like, this feels like jam time. I totally get it. Are we going to listen to the whole thing? I'm happy to. We have three more minutes to go. No, we don't have to listen to the whole thing. Because we've, we've got to get to the next album. I enjoy that a lot. It's a great song. And, you know, there are other good songs on the album. We don't have time to talk about all of them. Yeah. Because we've got to get on to Low Spark of High Heeled Boys. Oh, my God. 1971. Waldron, that's the next song on my list. Well, I know it is because I knew that you would have to have it. And and there the problem is this, Bill. We've got four songs in this album that we have to listen to. So we Ooh. can't listen to the whole album. Yep. Okay. Like we should. Yep. But let's start with Low Spark. Okay. Can I can I tell you that my very first rock band where I was a drummer, yeah, which was called the Mint and Jelly Jam Band. Yeah. We covered this. Nice. We covered the Low Spark of High Hill Boys because Roddy Biggert, our keyboardist, only knew how to play an F. And so <laughs> this is D minor. Maybe he only knew how to play in D minor. Or maybe we played this in F. I don't know. <laughs> well, D minor's the relative minor of F, so Okay, well there you go. So However, this is D minor um God damn. Some like weird Mixolydian thing. <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a Mixolydian, it's a I can't believe I forgot the mode of it. Dorian. Oh, there's that. Oh, you've missed the vibra slap. I heard the vibra slap. I love that. Yeah. If you see something that looks like a star and it's shooting up out of the ground and your head is spinning from a loud guitar. The main thing that excites me about the song is the way the rhythm changes as it goes through the different phases of the song. There's sort of like a pre-chorus and a chorus that have a backbeat, and then there's this like meandering dum 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 yep. business where you know the rhythm's really in the background or even not there. When you get to the part where it rocks. And the thing that you're hearing 
exciting, I think, to hear. It's not just a rhythm and excitement change. You also go from minor to major at that moment. Mm. D minor to D major. Uh, and I, sh- I think I know that by now. I can also play this on the piano, not probably as well as um, mm-hmm. the Mint Jelly Jam Band pianist, but... <laughs> mm. One thing I love about this is the, it is sort of a meandering piano solo, which was almost certainly totally improvised Mm -hmm. by Steve Winward on the spot, but I love the bass. It repeats, it repeats, it repeats the same phrase. And then every once in a while, you'll get just a little bit of a different, a different Phrase like one little thing, and it's just a one-off like thing. Flavor. You might not notice it, but those of us who know it's there, hear it and love it and wait for it. <laughs> that little variation is like, a, oh, there it is. <laughs> you had just a minute to and they granted you one final wish. These lyrics, and indeed the title of this whole song and album were inspired by this actor, Michael J. Pollard. He just came up with the phrase, and then I think it was Jim Capaldi, the drummer, who came up with the lyrics. Huh. Don't worry too much, it'll happen to you. I know that you think that drummers should sing, but do you think they should write lyrics as well, Billy? I think that drummers <laughs> are capable of writing lyrics, but I wouldn't say that all good drummers <laughs> write lyrics. are not the main (laughs) attraction in this one. This weird hand clap action going on that that gets super jammy. There's like a whole voyage of discovery (laughs) that goes on. (laughs) I mean, you're making my point for me in your picks. You think? Yes. (laughs) A couple of times when I was preparing for this thing, I was thinking about Spinal Tap and you know how when <laughs> they tri- play the live thing and Derek Smalls says, um, listen, we need to change it up. Jazz Odyssey. And I feel like this is exactly what he kind of meant. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> we'll talk Spinal Tap again in a minute. So wait, are we hearing sax with effects right now? Or are we hearing electric guitar? It's sax and... Oh, that's cool. And the effects are... Wah. And they're not that outrageous. It's yeah. just like... Yeah. Um, wah-wah pedal sometimes and distortion pedal, right? Or like, it's the same stuff you put on a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skerrick does that. Skerrick is this saxophone player from the Pacific Northwest. He's an amazing sax player, and it's fun to hear him live. This is a second piano solo by Steve Winwood. Thank you very much. Yep. I like what happens in the drums in this part. 
It's very like, com he's comping. It's like jazz drums. Okay, but before we go on forever, because the song is, how long is it? Like 11 minutes? It's 11 minutes? minutes and 41 seconds long. Okay. Pretty long. Almost jam song long. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Here's one that I don't think is a jam, uh, jam band song. Play the first track on the album, Hidden Treasure. Starts with flute. It does a lot of like flute and, you know, like gnomes in the forests. Like a lot totally. of the English bands have like a <laughs> gnome, Sid Barrett era, Pink Floyd. Led Zeppelin for sure. Yeah. Like there's a whole J.R.R. Tolkien rock <laughs> right. music thing Tolkien going on. section. Yeah. But yeah. here, okay, listen to that bass line. That sounds nice. Right. Take a walk down by. Take a walk down by. You need to play the end of it. Listen to what happens. I feel like it's going to get faster. I don't think so. Although, that's an interesting comment because... I feel like in some of these songs, the tempo is not consistent. It's clearly recorded before there was a click track or a yeah. metronome. Yeah, I like that. That doesn't bother me at all. Me either. I feel like it's organic. I think that if you're a DJ, though, it would drive you nuts. Right. What did you want me to hear at the end? Am I hearing it? Listen to the way they wrap up this song. just say that it puts you in a in a place in a time and a place that i remember very um vividly okay okay so track four rock and roll stew now this is actual rock yep now actual rock is the name of a playlist that I maintain. <laughs> of course it and is. this song is definitely on it. It is on it. I call this badass rock, man. Now listen, tell me, listen to that Rhodes playing on the, it's on the two and the four, dude. What do you think the BPM is on this song? 80? 80? That little refrain is badass and there's some drums happening. I mean, I hear like one, two, three. What do you hear? I'd say that that's more like 60 BPM. No way. 60 BPM is one beat per second. Yeah. Let's not... we'll check it out and find out. No, I'm going to check it out right now. We can check it out right now. Check it out right now. Check it out the right now. The roads on the two and the four. It's badass. Oh my god. 76. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? Like one of these BPM? Yeah, on the metronome app, there's a tap button where you can just like tap the quarter okay. notes and it tells you. 76. So. Okay. Slower than 80. You're better than me. But not by much. You're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, if you hadn't yeah. messed up the recording that I gave you, that little. <laughs> 
the uh, Christmas present I gave you, the box that you so desperately wanted with me saying, you're right, I'm wrong. Listen to this. Listen. Hand clap action. No. The guitar. That's cool. And the little refrain they sing, gone, gone, gone. Yeah. Those are like different chords. They play them differently in different moments. Like, oh, okay. They'll change up the chords that they play in that refrain, especially this, the last one. Uh-huh. And does everyone do that together? Yeah. Listen. So that's kind of straight up, right? Mm-hmm. Now listen. Yeah, I heard you hear that? that. Yeah. Different. Yeah. There's like a, like a ninth or something weird in there. Like a ninth <laughs> or, or a four. That's cool. Stairs harmonized. Now funk. Oh, a little funk breakdown. Now you get your roads on the two and the four again, right? <laughs> Bass is going off. Totally. All right. All right. All right. Now we've got to go to Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Okay. We're really sticking to this album hard. Yeah. 1971. Well, big surprise. Here we go. Here comes Rainmaker. You think it's the best album? Okay. Here's Tolkien Elizabethan folk stuff for you again. <laughs> Traffic did it not only earlier on this album, but like they really did it on um, John Barleycorn Must Die, the song John <laughs> Barleycorn Must Die. And it's totally like, um, I think about Spinal Tap and like their intro to Stonehenge, like that's what they're <laughs> satirizing there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember I told you about my playlist called <laughs> Le Recherche du Funky? Yeah. So this was the playlist I maintained that is songs that edged towards funk that I was way into when I was so young that I didn't really know any funk but like I loved this funky stuff this doesn't feel that funky to me try going to the four minute mark so were you sick of your Elizabethan folk song by now and you wanted yeah something to make you wonder whether you should be listening to funk instead of all this classic rock business that is how I felt well then oh here we go (laughs) Here's your percussion stuff. There's cowbell. I think he threw down the the flute and got a sax. Well, the sax line is amazing. I love that. Now, guitar here. Right here. (laughs) Waldron, I'm going to say... I'm going to say that I'm not feeling like this is their very best. <laughs> oh, 
This part of this song totally is their very best. Okay. I love this thing. Listen. Right here. Oh my god. Drums, man. The drums there are great. Yeah. It's like almost like a Steve Gadd moment right there. <laughs> man. <laughs> kind of go along with you on the jam band nature of this song well many of the songs right like all of these explorations and meanderings and you know, solos and you know there's a lot of experimentation a lot of freeform stuff well they only do more of it why don't we stop this and skip ahead to 74 74 the year of my birth what album give me an album the album is called when the eagle flies And, you know, in this age of streaming platforms, mm -hmm. Billy, mm -hmm. these things are really easy to get, but like I was a traffic fan for a long time before I ever realized that this was an album. Mm. My keyboardist from my band, mm -hmm. Larry Elder, and I discovered this album together mm -hmm. somewhere, mm -hmm. and we didn't even know that it existed. It was hard to find. It's one of those where every time I was in a record store, there were two things that I would try to find. Traffic when the eagle flies, and we could play Dream Gerard from that thing. And then also, um, Nine to the Universe. Jimi Hendrix, Nine to the Universe. So th this was like a collector's item, it sounds like. Like you would look for it when you were in record stores, hoping they might have it. Yeah, I think that... Did your friend have it? We both eventually found it. Hmm. I think it may not have been as rare as, as I thought, but I had a hell of a hard time finding it and would always look for it. And like, I, it's one of those where if I found another copy of it, I'd buy it. <laughs> Hippos don't wear hats. Lobsters shriek if provoked on long blue ribbons. All right, so there's some tripping happening at this point. <laughs> well, it's lyrics by this guy, Viv Stanchal, who is a musician and... I guess bon vivant of the time. Mm. And um, Steve Winwood was having a hard time mm -hmm. coming up with lyrics and this guy just sat down and wrote it, wrote these lines and he just used them so once again proving lyrics not critical for this band this song goes on and on it's a great song go to like eight minutes eight minutes in yeah. It is astounding to me how long these songs are. <laughs> Eight minutes in, here we go. Okay, check out the roads. I love this. Now, I don't know what that string sounding thing is. It might be an Arp Solina string orchestra thing. Now, you get um, more... More roadsy here. 
Yeah. I love that all over the keyboard Rhodes solo sound. Also some like clap, what's it called? Clap in the back? That's the sax. Oh really? Wow. With the wah-wah and a lot of distortion. Listen to the Rhodes here. Now listen to the bass too. Listen. Right here. I'm waiting. Right here. This phrase. Bass is pretty low. It's as if the bass continues a phrase that comes from way up on the high part of the keyboard of the Rhodes. And it's a false ending. <laughs> Watch it, I feel like I feel like you love this music. It's fun to listen to it with you. It's contagious. I, I, f I love this stuff, man. Yeah. Now, check out the bass solo that you get when they come back. This is nine minutes and 30 seconds into the song, right? <laughs> yeah. I've been, yeah. Listen to the, listen to the bass. He does a cool little walking in a second right here. <laughs> it's, it's hard to call this anything other than jazz, dude. the drums I've only got one more for you okay and then okay. we can have your revenge because I know you've got a lot of revenge to get through but you, the reality is you played the most important ones okay we went through most of the ones I wanted to hear what, what do you want to hear now well, if you hadn't had enough of, is it a jam band? Is it jazz already? <laughs> then the song that's right after, it's after Dream Gerard. It's called Graveyard People, also on When the Eagle Flies, 1974. Um, and this has amazingly cool percussion. They're percussionists, not from the earliest days, but sort of midway through. I think he joined at uh, Low Spark time, is Rebop Kwakuba. Got some congas, maybe? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's way more psychedelic than I bargained for or thought it was going to be. <laughs> but that's part of its jam bandness. I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think you must be right. I mean, they're going off, man. The bass is going off. Yeah. All right, where to next? Well, that's everything that I had. Like, that's the tour of the band. And I feel like you can tell, like, maybe they do belong in the Maximum Hippie playlist because they start off with, like, Mr. Fantasy and there's a couple of other songs that I really like that are 
lighthearted in the earlier years, in the mm -hmm. like late 60s, and then in the 70s and here in 74, like they've gone somewhere else, man. Mm -hmm. And and the culture, the culture moved too, and they went with it. One thing I read was, um, you know, Steve Winwood and Eric Clapton, like a lot of the songs I was listening to, I thought it does sound kind of like Derek and the Dominoes E to me. Do you ever think that? Well, Spencer Davis group, you know, yeah. sort of like that. Yeah. Now, Billy, I would like to invite you to take a little bit of revenge. All right. Well, it's interesting you know, because in the script it says Billy's revenge, if any, if any. Right. So like, here's the songs that the, I, I had like three songs at the top of my list. They were feeling all right. Glad and the low spark of high heeled boys. Nice. <laughs> Let's hear the proclamations. The very best. It is decided that the very best <laughs> album is Low Spark of High Heeled Boys. Uh, close second is When the Eagle Flies. It's a good album, but you've got to be in the mood for it. I love it. And Drugs Alone won't get you there. Yes. And and the very best song, I don't know whether I want it to be Rock and Roll Stew or Low Spark of High Heeled Boys. I guess it's got to be Low Spark. I think it's got to be Low Spark. I guess because you called it out, it has to be, but my very favorite rock and roll stew actual rock yeah and do you think would you say glad would be iconic yes very much iconic all right we can call that their very most iconic <laughs> that's the, that's our next podcast the very besties have to get in touch they've got to get in touch with insta or facebook at their very best or with email contact at their very best or false at their very best.com and you have to visit the website. Why would anyone want to visit the website? Well, Billy, it's the playlists. And the playlists are awesome. And I'm going to maybe have a super select Ooh. version or maybe a super extended version of this. I think you need this super extended. And please do review with five stars only. On the podcast platform of your choice. I was wondering, what are the global hotspots? Well, Jen, there are a lot of global hotspots going off right now. Borough Park, New York, New York City, a lot of action there. We see Boston, South Portland, Vancouver, Phoenix, Arizona, and Ashburn, Virginia. Also a completionist downloading a lot of tracks in Ashburn, Virginia. I think I might know who that is. Do you know who it is in Brussels? No. Someone in Brussels downloading a lot of tracks in Belgium. Yeah, I mean, come on. Saratoga Springs. I know who that is. That's a shout out to Juan, who I told about the podcast today. He really liked it. And nice. thanks for listening, Juan. Sounds like we're huge in Brussels. Maybe we should do more of these episodes. Let's do more. Let's do, let us. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do more of these episodes, so beware. Watch out. We'll be offering more unsolicited wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Bill. And I'm Waldron. And thanks for listening to Their Very Best. You're feeling all right. I'm not feeling too cold myself.